Hi, and welcome to Phantasmal Farces Adventure Rise, where we delve into the world of entertainment and see if we can pull an adventure out of our arse. Our aim is to inspire and to show, so long as you look, almost anything can be a tabletop adventure. So don't be intimidated, and let's see what we can stitch together. I'm Alan, and I'm the forever GM McCastrix of a group of players in Wales. I love casting my fourth level arcane eye over stories and seeing how they translate into adventures. In this episode, we will be adventurizing XCOM. XCOM is a science fiction video game franchise featuring an elite international organization tasked with countering alien invasions of Earth. The series began with the UFL Enemy Unknown in 1984. However, the reboot series, had by developer Firaxis Games, was released in 2012 with XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM 2. So, let's get into fighting those enemies. Opinionize. Hey, good evening, Rod. How are you doing? Slav or Merhedba. And what I'm well, thank you. Is that? That is Kurdish. Oh, okay. And I'm presuming that's just they just have two different greetings. Yeah, I didn't know which one is correct, so I went with both. And if there are any people who can speak Kurdish out there, obviously will uh, will correct me. So we're talking about XCOM. Uh, I like XCOM, but I think I'm not a massive fan because I only really have played XCOM 2 and the Wrath of the Chosen DLC. Um, that's where most of my uh, experience does. But I do like uh, tactical turn-based games with characters that are basically nobodies. Uh, and then eventually they become the heroes of the story through repeated uh sort of repeated uh trips into yes, the breach yeah. yeah um like uh the mordheim game uh the necromunda game to a certain extent uh the, the commuter games this is not not necessarily the uh the tabletop versions even though they do kind of apply um in fact the is it chimera squad oh in the the yes that's the the latest release yes yeah i actually enjoyed that slightly less purely because it had established character instead of nobodies that i had to to forge yeah i can see that yeah i'm I'm a big fan of uh turn-based games um I'd much rather a turn-based one over a real-time strategy. I never really got behind Warhammer Total War because I'm not much of a a fast finger and a fast mover. I'd much rather plan ahead and, and think out my next move and things like that with good time. Much like a tabletop game, I get a turn before, uh, you know, I, before I actually have to make my move. And I much prefer that. Um, but yeah, I'm old enough and ugly enough to remember the the genesis of XCOM. Um, and I, I, I've loved XCOM for a long, long time. And it's various predecessors as well. So from the deep, uh, the new XCOM, Enemy Unknown, XCOM 2, Chimera Squad, and uh, Exonauts, which is like the, the HD uh, update to the original XCOM, which still sort of stands as a um, isometric sort of 
two and a half D type look as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love XCOM, the depth of it. I mean, are we going to focus on just XCOM 1, the Firaxis version, XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM 2? Uh, you can bring in your kind of larger experience, but um, they're the only ones I can comment on. Uh, yeah, I've a uh, huge fan. Love the games. One of the few games I've played to completion multiple times for that matter. Um, yeah, and it's certainly gotten better with age. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy trying to mechanize. Mechanize. Okay, so you've got kind of a, a broader thing to think, but I think all of them have the two key components, don't they? They have tactical battles and a strategy uh, big picture overlay uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, is, that is true for all of the games. But again, we'll focus solely on then uh, enemy within um and xcom 2 then just to keep things nice and easy so that you can picture what i'm picturing at the same time i would say yeah and so i my first thought was just the easiest way to make an xcom game is you have keep a very uh basically do split it into have tactical and strategic sections like make sure you design that in and i think that would ultimately mean that you have more uh tightly crafted tactical combat encounters with perhaps very little role play and then you have role play and decision making in the strategy overlay but it doesn't necessarily have to like don't make that a hard and fast rule if 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 you know either can be either thing but i would be designing my plan with that in mind yeah i i totally agree i mean the main challenge here is not to get distracted by the gameplay itself if you're going to break it down and boil it down to its barest bones xcom is a game and that's the main draw is that it has the mechanics already designed and implemented within it. So don't try and get hung up on, on those per se. You're effectively taking its, uh, its compelling story as its focus and, and trying to build something of your own around that. Um, that said, with work, the mechanics, like you'd mentioned before, and I've, I've thought about this myself as well, the mechanics such as the resource management, the location, mission priority can and maybe even should be implemented. Okay, we've left it a little bit late because it's normally the first one, but I think it's almost, if we hadn't, if it hadn't become a thing, almost like a, a collection yeah. of mechanize, I don't think we'd have mentioned it. But where do the characters go? And I think this forward, is this is the, the a complete no brainer because you literally make a ragtag bunch of no names who you uh, guide through their you know ascent to heroes of mankind. So the the game's characters themselves kind of are a a tabletop role playing 
party anyway. It's 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 kind of already done, sorted. Yeah, yeah. I'd see the characters as a strike team, like you say, inserted into different situations or missions and then completing them. It has the danger of being very, very boring. So how do you zhuzh it up then is the next sort of step. Um, I'm trying to think of the more... Because uh, oftentimes in XCOM 2 uh, specifically, there are there are certain missions that you get and you oftentimes get a choice of three with various different rewards. But then there are oftentimes ones that are just sort of sprung on you. Um, and it's those ones that I sort of drew towards where the, the little bit of um, flavour would come from. So, for example, you oftentimes you have to try and get to a certain bit of... Um, intel download it or get to a certain uh energy beacon and destroy it or escort someone or get someone out of prison and then escort them to safety and things like that so it's, it's those ones that i was trying to look for um so naturally the primary objective is as it starts with it could evolve as the mission progresses uh, as oftentimes the st- the game will do itself as well you know you've you've actually gotten the person out of prison now you have your your primary objective then is to get them safely uh, back to base. So that's how it progresses. But then you can have secondary objectives for flavor. Oh, we've seen that some so and so is on on the battlefield. We need them taken in alive. You know, something that could really sort of uh, keep everyone busy and and you know, hopefully entertained for the entire session. At that point, then. Yes, yeah, sounds good. Um, I'd see it basically as a series of one shots, though. So you could have all of these different missions uh, strung together over several different sessions forming the campaign to free Earth um, or defend Earth, depending on how you look at it. Um, but yeah, each subsequent mission, depending on success, could be easier as resources are increased or new tech is discovered and equipped. You know, you've got the better armor, the better weapons. Um, but then also you've got you can hamstring yourself as well because injury could come into play where a character is recovering and then a new recruit has to be implemented instead. So a player never misses out. Let, let me make that quite clear to everyone. No one is ever going to be excluded as a player because their particular character has um, has been made injured or, you know, possibly even dead. The XCOM games have always got plenty of raw recruits to enlist to make out the full group of six. So um, that mm-hmm. kind of made me think, is XCOM a good candidate for a West Marches style game? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be. Only I would take out the... Because West Marches usually is, um, oh, there's something out there, go and take it out. Whereas the players would decide, you'd give them an option. You know, you you they, um, because basically this is combat heavy. Every mission is going to be every session is going to be a new mission, and that's not for everyone. So some things could, like I mentioned, they could be prisoner breakouts. You know, you could shut down bases, or there was in XCOM two, there were these gene therapy places that needed to sometimes be destroyed with c4 um um, um, i think you might have thought i meant something else because west marches is where it 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 is 
missions from a base. So you can have different players, different characters swapping in and out with ease. It, it, um, yeah, but the, the missions themselves are not given to the characters. The characters decide for themselves what is the priority. That, that to me, is where I would say, because, again, uh, XCOM 2 does this. If you decide one over the other, you'll have um, what happens in some of them. There's faster responses with heavier opponents coming in on the next mission, or uh, they start in a position of uh, cover or stealth, so they get to surprise you and things like that. That's what I would see, is that the players are the ones deciding what missions to undertake, rather than some guild leader telling them what to undertake. Okay, uh, in traditional West Marches, that's the same thing. Is it? Oh, big pun. Yeah, it's just in the West Marches style game we played in, it was um, a guild giving missions. Okay, well then, yes, I, I completely agree. Then that's how it. I would foresee it uh, being played out. Um, but yeah, you've always got the you know you got these new recruits. You could go out on an easier mission to blood them in, or you could. If you be you know you may lack choices and something is a priority and you have to take them out there um and they would lack the sort of skills or stats um and that's going to make it hard because that's that I, I would also try and remember that XCOM is not an easy game it's not designed to be easy um and it is a hardship and yeah character death is a reality so you, you would so you would difficulty for you is something that you would definitely want to take from the game and have it realized at the table ideally yeah yeah because that that's the, the the beauty of the game is that you've spent 13 hours of gameplay time loading up and and spending time on a character only to have them die and you lose all their kit as well because sometimes if you can't get to them within a certain number of time the the, the equipment that they had uh, is gone so uh, yeah there's there's a lot of thought to be had there but as for the west march side of thing yeah that's just the mission side of things uh, which like i said could be boring as hell so in between the missions so maybe every other session could be the the space filled with downtime so um again taking influence from the game itself you've got training uh resource gathering and management uh you can change specialities from the <laughs> now i'm going to be put on the spot it's been a while since i played them uh the man with the sword to the man with the heavy guns grenadier to You're going to have to help me out here, mate, because I'm going to look like a fool otherwise. I can't remember, because you've got Engineer or something similar, which has the the tech stuff. Uh, Then you have uh, Sniper. Sniper is a thing, isn't it? Sniper's a thing, yeah, yeah. um... Uh, Heavy or whatever. And then it's it's like assassin, but I don't think it, it's not called assassin. <laughs> Grenadier, there's a specialist, the sharpshooter. Then later on, you get a, a psy operative with the telepathy. Yes, and there's yeah. a stabby one. I can't remember. 
they're they're mainly very very agile very fast moving and they tend to be up close and personal with quite a hefty uh melee weapon damn if i remember what they are though um we'll we'll call them we'll call them the stabby men but yeah you know they you can change that and again you can um uh work towards becoming a psy operative whether you have that ability or not you know you can be checked for it that's a number of turns in game t- uh, in game sense a number of turns where you have to, to be uh, assessed for that uh you can build in your base which depending on what game you're playing could be uh, a static building or a mobile large uh repurposed alien cruiser type thing um or extending the resistance network again xcom 2 does that whereby you have to go and meet out and and, um extend the network and you get then benefits from having all three sections kind of like risk where all three sections of north america will gain you something all three sections or all sections of europe and so on so forth so yeah, there's plenty to do in the downtime as well. I mean, how that would work then, whether or not you would implement it with, say, dice rolls, or you know, whether it's time spent, is up to you. Yeah. Is but, did so, did you have any ideas on how you would work that? To be honest. What the over the overland uh, or the, strategy map, as I call it. The, yeah, the the downtime side of things, the non-mission things. Um. I don't think you need to do too much um, crafting of your own, just a lot of reskinning. Um, but I think you'd have to draw it because I don't think there's any, when it comes to base building, base maintenance, there aren't many where I think the whole system is great. Um, but I think if you go around a few systems stealing the bits you like, uh, I think it would be a lot easier than you think it could be, but you would need to you would need to go around and steal the specific ones. I can't think of anything off my mind, but obviously you've got the was it followers and fountains Castles. or something? Castles and followers, is it? Something like that. Strong followers and strongholds. Strongholds, yeah. Matt Colvin, who's also got a new one out now. Fair dues to him. Um, yeah, I think if you reskin that. Um, yeah, it would take a bit of reskinning, maybe some tweaking, but I think I'd use it, it would probably be heavily based on his system because his system is effectively a, ba- a base management system to kind of prop up 5e. Yeah, um, Starfinder kind of has that as well, where your, um, your starship levels up alongside you as this the team or the group yeah so yeah um, I, I see that yeah okay uh but yeah i also had a thought again mm-hmm. something we've done a lot mm-hmm. uh the flipping the script or oh, being the the padawan has become the master go on hit me with it um basically being ad is advent isn't it yes advent yeah yeah um being advent being the aliens so i thought about that and although part of me was like cool we get to be the aliens 
I think it actually changes the tone too much because you go from the plucky underdogs fighting for the freedom of Earth to the technologically, numerically superior alien overlords just eradicating the last few squishy man things that won't do what it says. So... Not necessarily in XCOM 1. You are technically the underdog. You are the ones with the numerical disadvantage. And you would have to then take section by section. You'd have to take um, each, each sort of... If you broke down... Um, say, for example, starting in a small area, you break down New York into its various different districts, you'd have to conquer those districts one by one and then spread from New York outwards, constantly having to gain ground and so forth like that. Technically, depending on how you look at it, because in the right mindset, you are the underdog in that sense. In XCOM 2, you're right. Which, again, like I said, XCOM 2 is my main... uh, uh, my main jumping off point. So that, that does kind of flavor everything I'm saying. Um, but yeah, taking how you want. So we've discussed really on, on how you would do things and it would need a little bit of reskin and a rehashing. You, you take a little bit of seasoning from game A, a little bit of pepper from season, from this B and, and so on and so forth until you've got yourself a nice big tasty gumbo of a game. Yeah. My personal experience or my personal thoughts would be if you're going to play this game, whatever system, which obviously we'll come to next, um, I would say that it's best to be done as an XP level up to best represent the XCOM game itself, because that's how it's done. It's not done off the basis of uh, milestones. It's done off of XP. And then... Again, to implement the sort of the resource management downtime side of things, alongside the XP rewards, levels of resources are gifted or earned too. Um, And then, you know, you could work out then each new upgrade or piece of equipment forged could come with a cost, much like the game. Um, Because most things will have a price. So why not say that it's, you know, in in Ethereum? No, if I say Ethereum, that's Bitcoin. it is. It's more Lyrium, Elect- isn't it? Electrum. Is that what you're trying to say? It's the... Lyrium or something. Oh. I can't remember. Uh, Electrum is the thing in between gold and silver. No, in XCOM, they, they, the resources are... Oh, uh, yes, it's something like that. It's Lyrium or something anyway, but uh, yeah. And then obviously, rather than just say bog-standard credits it would be that amount. So you, you, nobody could rush out and go shopping straight away. They'd need to earn or work their way to it. Um, so then there's that risk-reward balance. Do you push further on, take bigger risks to kill more monsters to be able to, you know, carve up their bodies for the precious resources in order to gain the thing? Or do you just say, well, this is too hairy for me. I'm going to pull out and, and just take the, the, the win, the victory on the, on the primary objective? Um, the board game helps with this, I would say. If anyone has actually played the XCOM board game, we have once, and to say we played it was more a case of being dictated on how to play it more than anything. We had a very sort of knowledgeable player with us who told us yeah. how to play. Um, so not a lot sort of stuck in my memory, I'll be honest with you, but I, I, from what I recall, it delivered things well, and it took into consideration things like protection of the skies, 
So you had to put investment into the fighter jets to keep the air protected. You had to invest in soldiers as to whether you're going to be protecting your base or sending them out on missions. And then there was a, a treasurer then who kept, because it was all timed, uh, you had the treasurer looking at the clock and also spending credits to events in new tech and new equipment. So there was that as well. Um, so yeah, lots of different things to take from that is what I would say. Um, so you would you would have gone for the human adversaries then. You wouldn't have thought of, or would you see leveling up if you were going to be uh, an alien? Would you see leveling up as moving through the different uh, aliens because they were just a different species as opposed to uh, the next step in an evolutionary sort of uh, uh, accelerated evolutionary path, wasn't it? You had Advent soldiers. The greys, they were all individual things themselves, weren't they? Well, I think that would be the... Um, like how if you were the humans and you have, like you say, you've got fighter jets and stuff like that, it would be once you get enough resource, like, or maybe it wouldn't even be resources, it would be um, objectives. I.e. if you can take... Uh, I don't know. If you can take downtown New York... Uh, you can use all the helipads in the area, you know, to land drop pods, and now you can have the greys because they can get it. And then, but you know, to get the other one, you're going to need to, you know, take over this area so that this thing can land, or mm -hmm. or however you you know, or you need to take over a like a medical facility so you can make the because they make like the hybrid people, don't they? Um, so yeah, I I I would say that the additional aliens could perhaps be unlocked that way with a uh, a narrative uh, territory reward, which mm -hmm. you could also apply to the the humans if you were doing the second one where you're on the back foot. You know, in order to have tanks, you need to take over a tank factory. Um, like you, you could do stuff like that. So I, I would say for the aliens, how they get additional aliens, it would be a that would be the context of their missions, as in you need to take this bit over so that you can set up a cloning facility, or you need to take this over so that you can have drop pods that will bring. Um, I forgot what they're called, but the snaky people. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I like that because it could the the reverse could be the same as well. Are you struggling in a certain area as the humans because the snaky people are always there? Or my personal, um, my personal. Oh God, I hate them so much. The chrysalids. Oh, the ones that vomit their eggs into you. Oh yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Um, if they're giving you trouble. But you you start to learn through intel that they arrive or they are in numbers because of this particular thing. You could attack that instead and then come back to that next mission to try again. I like that. Yeah, so there's lots of... Uh, it doesn't have to be a series of, of repetitive one-shots. You can have... You can tie it to direct goals and effects on the world i.e if you blow up their tank thing they have no tanks if you 
take over their tank thing, you have tanks and, you know, which way you want to do it because you don't have to do... It can be your flavor of humans and aliens, or maybe it's not humans and aliens. Maybe it's it's a planet of dwarves being invaded by humans or whatever. Um, you, as long as you have the the kind of um, tactical military thing, I think it, it could still technically feel like XCOM, even with a kind of uh, sci-fi fantasy skin yeah i i that's i i thought i was being too ambitious so maybe i reined myself in slightly um but it seems i wasn't thinking big enough to be honest with yourself that yeah these are good ideas yeah yeah it, i i think and i hadn't thought of that before um so ultimately i think this idea is a bit xcom is a bit bigger than and and better than you may have given it credit for initially, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Maybe this might be worth... Obviously, we're, we're, it's, it's a fair way away, uh, I would say, now. But this one might see, might be a good uh, candidate for if we ever, if we ever do a uh, revisited line. Uh, this one might be worth the revisit. Yeah, definitely. This time with the well, next time rather with a bit more detail because I feel as though we've set the groundwork. It's trying to, it's trying to cut the Gordian knot now and really let our imaginations run wild. Systemize. Okay, so I had a very strong feeling that the combat sections needed to be very tactical and crunchy. I don't normally go for crunch, but. I think it needed Crunch to be XCOM. Um, however, I do like the fact in the game that you never become a superhero. You just become uh, veterans. Um, so I do some version of uh, P6. I don't know if you've heard of P6, um, but it's where you don't level up in Pathfinder after oh, it might be E6 I think it's called but um, you don't level up after level 6 in the sense that you don't get more health and uh, you don't get more um, resources um, but you still um, you still gain levels but all you get are feats um, so you still become more powerful and get more options, but you stay within a certain kind of limit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would go for a, something like Starfinder, but with a uh, a similar system to what people have come up with for, um, I think it's E, I think it's Epic 6, but yeah. It would have some sort of limit so that uh, the various troops never become superheroes, but still become fairly uh, tough individuals. I would. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I I looked elsewhere. I looked further afield. Uh, so yeah, I agree. The main criteria is the character mortality, and then the advantages in leveling up. Uh, so such as skills talents and feats 
unique to the archetype. So again, the Grenadier, they get to carry two grenades instead of one for their grenade launcher, second attack, and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, it's not so much, you know, you get a second aware, a second attack like in D&D 5, but yeah, you get extra skills and, and new sort of additional things. So you can still only move so far. You can still only take so much damage. That never changed. I think the the health that your character has is it stays the same the reason that their health guard gets longer is because of the armor that they wear yeah which is why if you've got 12 points of health the first six you never get injury because that's your armor and then after that then the the, the varying points of health the lower you go the, the more serious the damage or the longer you need recovery for um so yeah much the same like that and then a game then that would allow sort of the large technological jumps provided by the equipment. So initially you're starting with just a normal ballistic rifle with bullets. Then it goes to um, rail weaponry and then it goes to plasma, I believe. That's how it goes. I don't know. So something oh and you obviously need to consider that these jumps in technology are a uh, sci-fi based as well so things like GURPS and genesis play nicely into that so not just any old throwaway generic reference as well you know you're looking at um GURPS modern going into GURPS tech maybe even GURPS ultra tech um GURPS 3rd edition had things with aliens, so like Area 51 and Black Sight and Men in Black and things like that. They were also quite handy to have because then you're thinking of what adversaries you'd play as. If you're being an alien, so be it. GURPS will allow you to play as an alien. Um, and then you can easily just put in human, um, human adversaries. But if you're playing a human, you'd need the alien adversaries. And GURPS has a, a fine selection to choose from in their different supplements. Uh, same similarly to Genesis as well. Um, things like D20 Modern may suit as well. And then you've got the Fantasy Flight Games range of D100 Games Workshop IP. Again, if we're in the if we're in the game of reskinning things, such uh, things like Only War, Dark Heresy with the Guardsman career tree would work. But yeah. The adversaries are lacking from those latter two, and it would fall short on that front, really. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that for the first time ever, rather than just a throwaway generic reference, we're we're talking about, in my opinion, sincere, earnest use of of Gerbs and Genesis this time. Yeah. Summarize. Okay, so there were lots of big ideas, and I think we also pointed out that there's more ideas to come. Uh, it's, it's there's a lot to uh, kind of unpack, um, and I like talking about it. I like thinking about how I would do it. But I kind of I I'm not going to be taking this wholesale because I think the undertaking and preparation required to make this a really good, really XCOM experience is a level of effort i'm not going to say it's a level of effort i don't want to do as such it's a level of effort i don't want to do for like xcom because xcom isn't my my holy grail 
I think doing XCOM well, doing it justice, will take more effort than I would want to put in. I, I'd rather spend my, you know, as in, at the end of the day, we all have limited time, limited effort. And I think I'm not going to make a whole XCOM experience, but there is just, there is an awful lot to come back to and steal little bits to make other things better. So I wouldn't be making an XCOM game, but I'd be propping other things up with the ideas of XCOM. What about yourself? I've yeah, I've I'm the complete opposite. I've made no bones about it. I am a big fan of sci-fi tabletop RPG games ahead of fantasy ones. I'm a big fan of the computer game itself, as we know. So I would definitely like to try both sides of the GM screen for this. Um if I could come up with a a a good solid polished experience like you say and I could hand it over to you to GM I'd hope that you would would take the baton and run with it but certainly I would I would uh, play test it as the GM myself first but I would certainly like to try and play it myself as well it it makes for a dynamic interactive game um even the downtime you're taking influences from the game and various licensed products like the board game and stuff and it would it would just be a hoot nanny to be honest it would be good um it'd be fraught nail biting sort of things you know you could implement time frames you know the clock is ticking um the game itself has you do certain things and meet certain objectives within certain number of rounds that could also be done the same as well um yeah, I, I, I would, I would like to try both of them myself. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. It is one thing if there was a, you know, there was a, you know, not necessarily a book or a, you know, a PDF or whatever where someone had gone, here's what to do. I would, you know, if someone had done the heavy lifting. I would definitely like to run it. But yeah, I, there are other things out there that don't exist that I would rather spend time creating than this but i would still very much like this agreed yeah okay um but also as well rodri otto can you take us to the matthews bridge thank you very much everyone for listening uh this is episode of x of season two we're so happy to be back uh please give us the usual feedback and love or hate as the case may be in all the usual uh, social medias, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Pinterest. Um, and also, please follow the link down below to Final Fan... Uh, oh, no, wrong one. Firestorm Games, even. Uh, it's a small kickback, doesn't cost you anything, but we get a small commission back there from the sale. That'll keep the lights on and us keep making shows for your entertainment really or hopefully for your use mainly um anything else i've missed alan you throw me under the bus yeah no that was perfect sweet and so next week till next week so that was our episode on xcom hope you got some good ideas out of it so next time you need something that inspires you you won't just theorize but adventurize and if you do please let us know um, all the social links to socials found in the show notes and we'll catch you next time.